1: The reality we live in can be a very strange place Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything Join me and the guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Icarus Voriati with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to the expanse of deep, open-minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we plunge into the treasure trove of fascinating concepts all under the umbrella of the paranormal. A paranormal potluck, if you will, ranging from spirits, shadow people, orbs, and even the fae, which, as all of you know, is one of my personal favorite topics to dive into, especially people like today's guest, who have experienced it firsthand themselves. But before we get into this awesome conversation today, got to uh, give you guys some news and updates and of course run through the front of house stuff. So as far as news and updates go, nothing too extensive, nothing too crazy. But uh, I want to be able to have some more uh, listener episodes where I have people come on and talk about their personal experiences. Even if it's something short, I could possibly collaborate some stuff together and have multiple guests as one episode. But I want to do a little bit more on that field. So if anybody is interested in possibly being a listener that comes on the show and talks about your paranormal experiences, uh, like I said, even if it's something short, I'd I absolutely love to set that up and make it so that I can start making more specific episodes that are listener encounters, get you guys more involved in the show, um, because I love meeting you guys firsthand. And second of all, I love hearing you guys' stories. So if that sounds like it might interest you, you guys can always go and check out social media, that being Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Discord, whichever one. Get a hold of me, follow the pages on all those, uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. You guys know what to do, uh, especially going check out the Discord over there. Have some awesome conversations with some like-minded individuals. Keep expanding and keep growing that up. Uh, Make it so that the whole community can eventually become a self-sustaining, awesome community of some of the best people out there, of course. And if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, besides, of course, the listener ones, if you're like a researcher, author, investigator, whatever, I'd love to absolutely have you on the show. And if anybody's interested in having me as a guest on your show, it's also definitely an option. Or if you guys are interested in sponsoring the show in some way, shape, or form, especially that, uh, make sure you guys get a hold of me in some way, shape, or form. You guys can get a hold of me, of course, through social media, or you guys can email me at inquirieswallrealitypodcast at outlook.com, or you guys can go to the link tree and fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email. And if anybody has a specific encounter they would like to report, uh, whether you want me to investigate it, I could possibly read on the show and give you a shout out for it, Um, possibly get included in some future works as far as books, documentaries, all that kind of stuff goes. Or if you just want somebody to talk to about it and we can keep it completely between us, that's totally cool with me too. Uh, Just get up with me with those experiences, no matter how big, no matter how small, whether it's cryptid, related, paranormal, uh, UFO, extraterrestrial, interdimensional, anomalous event, whatever it is, I want to hear about it. Uh, You guys can report those to OMM. Encounter reports at outlook.com, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and there is a specific submission form for that that is separate from the contact me submission form. And uh, if you guys want to check out my other show, Bizarre Encounters, if you can't get enough of what I do, highly recommend going and checking that out. Bit different than this show, in the means that uh, this one's more of the interview based show, where that's more of the deep dive show. Of course, we have some guests on there, but uh, for the most part, it's all of the different stuff that Oren and I dive into, and I think you guys will greatly enjoy that show if you guys haven't already checked it out. And if you guys enjoyed that one, you guys can always go and check out Warren and my other little mini side show that we do called Bizarre Inquiries, where we dive into some of the bizarre questions that you guys throw at us and let our minds wander on from there. Uh, we love taking in listener questions for that. So if anybody has any questions that they would like us to discuss, uh, again, throw me a message on social media, email me, get up with me in some way, shape, or form. And uh, of course, if you submit a question to that show, even if it is one of the Patreon exclusive episodes, I will still make sure that you're able to get access to it. Um, Because of course, if you throw a great question, I want you to be able to listen to the response to it. But for the most part for that show that will be dropping onto the main feeds at least once a month. And then the rest of the episodes for the month will be a Patreon exclusive. But if you guys can't get enough of that, make sure you guys go and check out the Patreon, become an exclusive Patreon member. And over there, you'll get exclusive content along with a lot of other added benefits, of course. And uh, before we get into all the Patreon information, uh, if you guys want to keep tabs on everything that I do all in one place, you guys can go and check out Open Minds Media. That is where I keep the Discord, the TikTok, the YouTube... um, The Patreon, all that stuff. I keep it all under Open Minds Media so that I can keep all my stuff all in one place. Makes it a bit easier for me and it makes it a little bit, makes it so you guys get more bang for your buck for you guys that everything is all in one central location. And as far as the Patreon goes and ways that you guys can support the show, if you guys want to go and check out the Patreon over there, I recently updated the tiers. So there's things such as ad free episodes, early access to shows, lives of shows, live replays of shows, exclusive merch store discounts, exclusive giveaways. Uh, And there are new tangible items that have been added to multiple tiers. So if you guys want to go and check that out... um There is also a seven-day free trial you guys can get for the 3 and the $5 tier if you guys want to check it all out. But uh, I want to keep promoting that Patreon as much as possible, keep growing it this year so that hopefully I can get to a point where I can do this full-time and just produce awesome content for you guys nonstop all day. I'll be able to put out more books for you guys, documentaries, all of that. But the only way I'll be able to get to that point is if you guys support the shit out of the show as much as you guys possibly can. And if you guys want to donate to the show directly, you guys can do so through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And if you guys donate and it doesn't give you some type of option for a personalized message, let me know what you guys donated. And as I always say, I like to give appreciation where appreciations do. And uh, number three, you guys can go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store. A lot of awesome designs over there for inquiries, bizarre encounters, and some other random stuff that I uploaded over there. And uh, if you guys go and join the Patreon, there is exclusive merch store discounts, so you guys can get even bigger discounts depending on which tier that you pick. Uh, But if you guys want to just wait for a promo code to pick stuff up, make sure you guys keep track of the social media pages because I do post random promo codes here and there, of course. And number four, you guys can always leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And if you guys leave a five star, of course, I will read on the show, give you guys a big shout out. And, uh, you guys can always, always share the show through word of mouth with a friend. If you think that anybody would enjoy the show, doesn't even necessarily have to be a friend. It can be a coworker, any of that. Uh, you guys can even go to the YouTube, the TikTok, and share clips of the show, get somebody into it. And, uh, that's the only way the show is going to keep growing is with all of your guys' help. So anything you guys do, I more than appreciate, uh, For 2024, let's keep pushing up the show. Let's get it to the tops of the charts. The only way I'm going to be able to do that is with your guys' help. And of course, with being at the top of the charts, that would make it so that more people are able to see the show, the show can continue to expand, I could get in some more awesome guests for you guys to listen to, more listener encounters, and just be able to do a lot more of the work that I want to be able to do, but got to make sure that show gets seen. So anything you guys could possibly think of that'll help the show go ahead, do it. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Support uh, a podcaster that hopefully you guys enjoy listening to. And if you guys don't do any of that, I guess I just appreciate that you guys are listening all together because I wouldn't be doing the show without you guys. But if you guys want to, you guys could always put the show on auto download. So even if you don't listen to every single episode, it'll count as a listen for every single episode. And of course, I have to give a shout out to all of the awesome, awesome friends and people that support the show and sponsor the show. Uh, Number one, of course, I know Squatch. If you guys want to pick up any of the awesome Squatch gear that you guys frequently see me wearing on the show, uh, be it the whoop hats, uh, the cool creeper design logo, any of that cool stuff, or any of your guys' Squatch gear, don't forget to go and check out I know Squatch. And for all of your other guys' other cryptid slash paranormal slash extraterrestrial related gear. Don't forget to go and check out Joe over there at Crypto Theology. He's got you covered for just about any crypt you could think of. Always expanding on his designs and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, two of my favorite merch people that they possibly could be in the whole community is I know Squatch and Crypto Theology. And I'm not just saying that because Hans, Rick, and Joe are all awesome people and awesome friends, but also because they put a lot of time and effort into what they do and has a great result. Absolutely fantastic stuff. And past that, you guys can always go and check out Snarly Yao. That's my good buddy Dave over there. If you guys want to pick up any of these awesome beard balms and different uh, body products, all natural, of course, and it's all meant and created for the Snarly Yao, which means that it has a cedar and smoke spell which is absolutely fantastic with a slight hint of, hint of peppermint. Uh, I'd highly recommend going and picking it up for yourselves. I've been using it for a while now. It makes my beard absolutely fantastic and soft. Uh, I use the body wash. I use the soap. I just love the scent altogether. And I think that you guys will too. So if you guys uh, haven't already gone and checked that out on the online store, if you guys are a frequent Trafficker of the uh, Cryptid community. You guys can always go and find Dave at any of the events. He's always throwing some awesome events. So if you guys want to keep up with him on that stuff too, don't forget to go and follow Yow across Facebook and, of course, Instagram, or you guys can go and follow on the site. But uh, there's a lot of stuff he's doing, a lot of stuff he's expanding on, and just a little drop that I'm going to do, of course, is that I will be back at Cryptid Halloween this year, which is an event that he runs. And I will be presenting and I will be emceeing that event. So it should be a lot of fun. Hope to see a lot of you guys there. And a special thank you to Dave for putting that on and including me and sponsoring the show altogether and to all my paranormal investigators out there. Don't forget to go and check out the Chattergeist, the all-in-one paranormal investigating device. It's my absolute favorite. I use it every single time that I go out. And if you guys have any technical questions related to that, you guys can always go and hit up Barry over there on Dimension Devices. He is the guy that developed and programmed it so he'll be able to answer any specific questions you guys might have on it. And uh, if you guys decide to pick one up for yourselves, don't forget to use the affiliate link. It greatly helps out the show and it's available down in the show description. And uh, beyond that, every single thing that I mentioned is available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, for the very first time, Paranormal Investigator Arnie Dixon. How's it going today, man?
0: Hey, man. What's up, man? Uh, Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I don't exactly remember how we ended up reconnecting. I think we were just kind of talking through Instagram here and there, and then we yeah. decided we wanted to set some stuff up, and I remember you ended up sharing uh, a couple interesting videos with me of uh, your different paranormal investigations, and I was like, all right, man, should have you on. We should have a conversation about it, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, I guess a good spot to start before we get into all of the interesting stuff that you've come across as far as your paranormal investigations go. Um, I always like to start off with like who somebody is, uh, how they started doing what they're doing. So, uh, why don't you let the audience know a little bit about yourself, how you got rolling on investigating and a little bit about what you do.
0: Okay. So, um, it's, this, this started maybe like, uh, about, about 14 years or so, um, what I was doing, uh. I was going to a lot of the haunted, I would find the haunted bed and breakfasts all over the place. And I would call the place and ask them. I'd find out if it was haunted or whatever. And I would call, and say, Hey man, uh, I'd like to get your most haunted room. And they, you know, give me the room number and it'd be booked a lot. And then I'd wait for, uh, I would, I would just book the room. I would get a room in and then, um, I'd have fun. I had to go with it, but at that time, I would have. Uh, I didn't have as much equipment as I have now. It was just like kind of starting out, but I had a lot of fun with it, man. I had uh, I take my my skeptic girlfriend, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We had we had a lot of uh, had a lot of stuff happen, man. And um,
1: do you kind of have like a back and that, forth with those where like uh, some of them were legitimately haunted and then the other half were kind of like set up because I've always kind of questioned those like haunted hotels not not the fact that they're haunted in general but just like you know they take a, a location that's known for being haunted and then they kind of set some stuff up here and there for like theatrics just to scare people to get people coming in like have you if, did you ever run up but really having experiences with uh it kind of being set up at all
0: I was I looked around for that but the ones the ones that I went to were like legitimately, legitimately haunted, man. And uh, now I, I haven't, I haven't ran into any of those, but the the ones that I, that I actually booked were, were pretty, were pretty haunted. I mean, there's, there's ones that I went to that nothing happened, but um, there, there's, there's ones that like a lot of, a lot of stuff was popping off, you know?
1: I think and, I'd almost um, kind of prefer some of those ones where nothing happens because then at least you know that it's not rigged. And that, you know, sometimes yeah, you'll get you phenomenon, know. sometimes you won't. Like, that's the heart of paranormal investigating is most of the time people think you're going to get something every time you go out. But more often than not, just like squatching, just like looking for UFOs, you know, 90% of the time you're not going to see anything. It's the 10% right, that you actually do experience something that know. matters.
0: <laughs> you never know. And then, you know, um... Then after that, I uh I wound up moving to uh, South Florida. And then it got really uh, I got really um into it. I started buying a lot more equipment. And I wound up getting picked up by a group uh called Hornet South Florida.
1: Oh, with Gina Black? Yeah. Yep, yeah. She she was a guest yeah. on the show a couple times a long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gina, uh Tim, everybody. And then um once I linked up with them man. I, I, I got into a lot of the uh, haunted locations where where I was living and it was it was great um, I mean the places, the places that we were investigating, uh, wow man, I got a lot of good evidence from there and then, you know, I was I, w- I went out a lot on my own too, I went out a lot uh, you know, cemeteries or uh, parks and stuff and then, uh I just moved back to, I just moved away from Florida. I just moved back to New Jersey. And uh, I linked up with Scaredy Cat Paranormal, Sean and uh, Mark. And uh, I've, been, I've been rolling around with them guys. And uh, just recently, um, I, I, I got in with a group. Um, I'm doing some a little bit of stuff with them now. It's, they're called New Jersey Rope Paranormal. So I'll be, uh, you know, as I found a local group, the, the other guys that I, that I've been known, scaredy cat, them guys are like, a, they're up, uh, like two hours from me. So I found a local group I can groove with and, uh, it's kind of going from there, man. And I'm actually hosting a couple of events coming up. I, I, uh, uh I got the lighthouse in Atlantic city, you know, I got a tavern around the corner coming up, so. Things are, things are, things are looking
1: up. Well, we'll have to definitely dive into all of your experiences diving through all these different places. But as far as, of course, you talking about the event, um, you know, I always like to take time to try to help people promote their their events and everything that they're throwing on. So, if somebody was interested in going to this event, first of all, uh, how would they get in contact with you? And then, second of all, what would they uh, expect to experience or do it do exactly at the event?
0: You know, um, I. Uh I'll post, I'll, um, I, I belong in a group, uh, you know, uh, you know, d- down the rabbit hole, David. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I belong in a chat room with them people and you know, I throw it out there. Hey, if anybody wants to uh, Phil exploring with Phil, I uh, invited him a couple of times. Th- it's just hard because everyone's out of state and, uh,
1: I've been trying to meet up with Phil for a hot minute. Phil and I have been going back and forth for at least about a year now. Saying, "All right, we're going to meet up new an investigation. That's we're gonna we're going
0: to meet up." That's what, dude. Uh, Phil's a super cool dude, dude, and I like the way he investigates. And so I'm like, "Yo, Phil, man, you know, I got something coming up. Uh, do you want? Can you make it down? It's hard because you know, people are out of state, you know, and uh, you know, so." That's pretty much what's going on, so as of now, these events that i I just got i'm just I just invited the group that's been inviting me along with them, you know that's all to keep it keep it kind of small
1: oh okay, so it's not like uh like an event that people could actually come to it's it's just like a paranormal investigating event, gotcha
0: yeah, yeah, something like that, you know, like uh maybe. Six to ten of us, you know.
1: I know some people do, like, the paranormal, uh like, tours or historical tours. They try to, like, uh, spread awareness or try to, like, preserve, like, the historical buildings. So that, that was why I asked in that manner. I thought it was, like, uh you were doing something along those I lines. So I know Gina did some of that, that. stuff.
0: Maybe I eventually want to find a good place, maybe do a couple of those. That, that would be nice, you know. But right now, I'm kind of keeping it, like, uh you know, just it, just within our our little group
1: so out of curiosity also um as far as like your paranormal investigations go uh, do you do you like live feed them or you know have like a youtube channel or anything like that that you uh like post any of your research and work up on
0: you know what i do man i uh the evidence that i catch i mean i i've gone live a couple times in my investigations uh like in south florida I've, I've, we've gone live a little a couple times but as if uh, my whatever I catch, uh, my content I make it to a pretty like cool reel, and I just throw it out on Instagram. You know, I just throw it on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, that's all. I make a nice, nice reel, dude. I I show everybody what I've caught. You know, see what they think, what their question. You know, if they what they think about it or whatever. And that's pretty much it. I've I've caught some pretty some pretty gnarly stuff over the last uh, year or so.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, we're going to have to dive into all the events and everything. Uh, actually, just just to start off first, as far as your experiences and everything go, um, I assume that most people that are paranormal investigators, more than likely they had like their own paranormal experience as a kid or like whatever your first paranormal event was. I always like to touch on that one first, and then I'd love to dive into uh, some of your uh, more... I guess prolific things like some some of the different stuff that you've experienced that you'd wanted to share because I know that you uh, shared a couple different pictures of not just paranormal stuff but possibly some face stuff. So I kind of want to yeah, be able yeah. to bounce a little bit all over the place with this stuff.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I think one of my one of my uh, good actually like I was in St Augustine at a haunted bed and breakfast with my uh, with my girlfriend and uh, it was called the St Francis Inn. And uh, I found this place, and I, I, I read a story about this, this place was like one of the first inns in America. And uh, the story of this place was um, there was a captain of St. Augustine. He was the captain of the uh, army they had there, and um, he had a nephew. And the nephew fell in love with this girl, and she was a slave from Barbados and they were having an affair and stuff and they were sneaking it around and the captain of the island found out about it and he like forbid them to see each other and the story is um that he committed suicide Uh, he hung himself but we're not sure where he hung himself at in the house it was either the attic or this room that i rented it was called emily i mean uh Lily's room. It was called Lily's room. Lily was her name. And, uh, Lily found him hung and she was pregnant and she jumped out of the window and killed herself. So, um, so Lily is the resident ghost there at the place. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, soon as I like got into the room and I, I felt like, I felt like these uh, le- electric, Charge is all over, like this tingling stuff all, all over me, man. And I was like, "Wow." And Lily, uh, from Lily, was into makeup. She never got to use makeup before, so I have a picture. After I felt that charge and that stuff, I was taking pictures all over the room, and I have a picture of Lily. There's a there's something floating over the bed. You can see a kind of um, in like a Victorian dress. It's not like the best picture, but you can see something floating over the bed and she's staring right at my girlfriend doing her makeup in the mirror. And I was just like, wow, man, look at this. And then I started hearing, uh, at the time I wasn't, I was getting thrown off. I was, I kept hearing this mumbling. Like, mm, mm. It was a woman's voice, but I couldn't quite make it out, you know? And I was talking to the maid And she was like, oh, that's just, that's Lily. So, said, dude, man, uh, I was walking, we were packing up and leaving and I was walking out and I heard Lily like, again, like it was like, right, right next to me. And to actually hear a disembodied voice like that close to me, I was just like, wow, man. And that really turned me into like a big enthusiast, a paranormal enthusiast. And, um. I just uh, started, that's when I really started, okay, we're going to go here, we're going to go here, we're going to get this room and that room. That's when I started really getting into the uh, a lot of the bed and breakfasts and finding the most haunted room and finding a story about the place and the claims.
1: Uh, just out of curiosity, too, as far as your, uh, like, investigation style goes, I know everybody kind of has, like, their different ideas that they like to kind of do. Uh, like, what's, what's like, kind of your investigation method? Like, are you one that heavily likes to use different tools and instruments? Are you more of the one that just kind of likes to go and just experience it? Like, like what's, like, a typical investigation for you? How, how does that usually go down?
0: <clears throat> well, what I do is uh, I normally do uh, a sweep at a place. I find out about it. If uh, if we're at a a, um, a typical place, and I listen to whoever is uh, whoever's house it is or whoever is running the event, and they'll tell us little story, and I'll pick up from that story, and I'll go go around doing my own sweeps. I have a like my K two meter, and I always have a, my SB seven like a spirit box. I'll have that with me and um they're like my go-to tools and uh you know i have acquired a lot more equipment now i got an sls camera so i listen to different claims of the house and i and i go around the house and i try to find the claims myself and then i you know i'll, I'll link up with somebody that i'm with and then we'll go try to do one of them claims or uh we'll just try to go make something happen you know we'll try to put trigger items out for the spirits try to make communication
1: uh, you know, and that's a
0: once you once we start running into activity it doesn't happen all the time but when it does you know it's uh it's just a, it's, it's it becomes it gets amazing every you know um uh, k2 meters start blasting off or you're getting uh communication out of the spirit box we'll stay in that particular area and try to get more answers of who's trying to communicate with us.
1: Just out of curiosity too, um, are you one of the people that prefers to kind of know the history as far as everything goes, like who the, who the ghost might be everything before you go in, or are you one of the people that kind of like to investigate, more about it as you physically get there. Because I've kind of had like a pretty hard split where I, me personally, as far as like if I'm going to investigate, I mean, I like knowing the history of a place. I like knowing the background. But I've had a good handful of paranormal investigators who have kind of been along the feelings of, you know, it's almost like a placebo effect that if you think, you know, a ghost is going to be there, you're not actually physically like seeing this thing's appearance most of the time. So you'll just get this idea in your head that that's what it is, but that might not actually be the case. So the other half of them likes to kind of almost go in just knowing like the vague history of the place, but actually finding out who and what the being is from themselves rather than having like a preconceived idea of like, you know, everybody always sees this ghost here. So that's the ghost I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I know a a lot of investigators like to go in blind too. And, uh, I, I like to get the general, the general history of the place before I go. If I know where I'm going, I, I will look it up and I'll read about it and the claims and stuff. And I'll listen, I'll listen to the story of the place. Uh, when we, once we get there before the initial investigation and then, uh, I'm, I'm one of the people that like to find out about the place and try to make my own. Uh, I don't like to go in blind, per se. I like, to, I like to find out about it and their name, the resident goes. You know, I like to find out the different claims about it. And I, I like to try to communicate that way. You know, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I like to do.
1: Yeah. I'm honestly on the same idea. And that might just be because I like knowing history, background and stuff anyways. So it's like, I mean, yeah. it, you go in two ways. It's just a matter of opinion. Cause I mean, either one, you don't necessarily have a preconceived notion if you're using like a spirit box or like asking who they are. Um, but I mean, some people kind of believe that maybe that partly affects it where if you had this idea of like, I'm going to go in and see this ghost, that the ghost is just going to tell you that they're that person just you know, because half the time I'm wondering if these ghosts just purposely are just messing with people just for the sake of doing it. Because, I mean, when you're on the other side, what other form of entertainment is there besides possibly, you know, messing with some investigators or other people that walk by, you know? <laughs> you got to entertain right, yourself right. for all of eternity, man.
0: <laughs> I've gone into places where nothing's kicking up and I'll go in a particular part of the house where, like, I sometimes uh I feel like... They might be like, "Oh shit, here come, here they come!" And I'll go into like the uh, the breaker room or something or somewhere where they don't think we're gonna come, and I always hit, man. Um, and I find I find out I find a, a lot of them in that particular area, like in a small cra- you know, in in the back where the breaker rooms are, in the closets or whatever. That's that's if if I'm not finding the activity, I'll go there. And, uh, I usually score
1: so the road less traveled is always the better option. Like, you know, a lot of people want to go to these haunts where it's like, you know, you do the paranormal investigation, but they kind of like push you through it. You know, it's like, you don't want to go to those ones. You want to go to the ones where you can go into like the weird nooks and crannies and stuff. And like, whatever they say is like the most haunted room, I mean, you might as well try other rooms first to see if maybe you'll find something else that pops up because all the focus is in that one spot. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that there might not be other entities that aren't as commonly known that might be hiding elsewhere throughout the building, depending on, of course, what the location is. Like if it's a mental institution or some form of like a hospital or something, like there's a ridiculous number of different spirits or beings there versus like one specific house maybe where there might only be like one or two. Like if you have the option for these big buildings, I mean, you might as well vastly explore the entire place instead of just having your focus on the one center spot that everybody else is looking at too.
0: It's exactly, you're exactly right, man. And then, yep, that's what I, yep, that's, you're exactly right. That's what I like to do.
1: And uh, just out of curiosity, too, because I absolutely love hearing the backstories as far as different paranormal uh, investigations go, um, maybe just a couple, a couple of handful of them. Uh, Some of the places that you've investigated, uh, what have been some of your like favorite, uh, like background stories that you've come across or like the most interesting stories for like a haunting?
0: Oh, well, um uh, i like this I like this particular park in tamarack, Florida. Um, well, there's a claim of a missing girl, and i've uh, I've actually this this particular park I like to go to, man. Um, and I've actually got her name back there. There was a missing girl. You know, um, this this park, this park that I, I've gone to is so gnarly, man. And uh, I get a lot of words with evil, with evil stuff. And I get a lot of children, a lot of children's voices. And uh, I, I went into the uh, the woods, the, the tree line, man. And I took this picture after I was getting a lot of this evil stuff. And just, just sorry, man. <laughs>
1: no, you're good. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's funny when the cats pop up. I got to eat myself. So you'll hear <laughs> them every once in a while in the background of the podcast, anyways. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So I got this picture of this thing in the woods, man. It had horns. And right below it, man, this must have been like five feet from me. This face was just like, ah, screaming, screaming at me. Like, a, I didn't know it at the time until I reviewed my evidence. And. Holy shit, man! That scared the shit out of me. After I after I reviewed it, but when I walked away from the uh, that tree line, I was getting uh, I felt this tapping on my head, and uh, I thought it was a mosquito or something. I was just like, "Dude, dude!" I had my spirit box on, and all of a sudden it was like, "Whap, whap, 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 whap!" Like physical smacks, dude. <laughs> and I was like, "Go, man! What the fuck is that?" And through my spirit box it said it was me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, holy shit. So this thing just physically like hit me, you know? And I didn't want to like run to my car or whatever. So I I I'm I'm, I'm I knuckled up and I stayed. I just kind of like walked away from the area. And uh oh dude, that was that was a that was a mess that day. And uh when I Try to, I came back to the area to try to get a little more answers. I got a big tug on my back, and it was, it was a, a girl. It was a, I communicated with this girl named Ronnie and Evan Ever, Ever or something, and uh, I got a big tug on my back, and I was like, all right, dude, this, is, this isn't getting too much. So I just walked in my car, right, and uh, I put my bag and my equipment on my right side of my seat. And I was driving home and my equipment, my K2s are going nuts. So, I put my one K2 meter on my lap, dude. And it was going. Burr, burr. And I was just like, I, had, it was getting to be too much. And I had to actually pull over. And I was like, all right, do it again. If, it, if, if someone's here, do it again. And this thing was just going off. And it was getting like really extreme. I had to pull over and like. I let my sage up all in my car, dude. <laughs> <to eat. laughs> and I was just like, look, man, you I do like set your boundary. Like, look, you can't, you gotta get get the fuck out. Get out of my car. You can't come with me. You know, you can't you're not gonna follow me back to my house. I've had I've had some uh like I've been followed home a few times, dude. And I just uh I had just gotten smacked about a half hour ago and I I wasn't I didn't want that, whatever it was to come back to my house, you know? So I was, I was glad I had some stage with me.
1: Dude, that's one of those things that I'm always kind of curious about is, you know, there's like the whole attachment idea. And then there's the other side of stuff where these things will be able to like attach themselves to objects that are from that place. So when people like paranormal investigate like haunted woods, for example, or like a building that's starting to decay, like, I wonder if when they do get the attachments, if it's not necessarily so much that the being is attaching themselves to you, but rather that maybe you have like a rock in your shoe or something that's like some type of piece of that place you are just at yeah. and that's how they're able to easily attach themselves to these cuz i've had some like super scary experiences that a lot of multiple people have shared, um, as far as like investigating woods and having like weird stuff, follow them back. And if it's something that simple, I mean, you go and walk in the woods, you're going to have dirt, mud, rocks, whatever on your boots. So, I mean, like if things can attach themselves to that, that's like a whole other level of paranormal investigating that it's like, before you leave like a woodland location, you have to like, make sure there's no rocks in your shoes, make sure there's nothing left because you don't even know how like serious it could be. I mean, there could be places like the Bell Witch Cave, for example, You know that you take home just a little tiny rock from that thing, and you're going to have the worst possible luck you've ever experienced. And I mean, especially when you start well, investigating some of these places that not other people have really investigated, where really they've kind of figured out how the rules kind of work as far as that place goes. It's almost like you're, you're gambling with it. You don't know what could attach itself and how they could attach themselves.
0: I tell you what, man, um, that park that I was at, I have a recording. I'll send this to you after after we're done. So I have a voice that came through. It said, chase him, right? Now this is three months later, right? I went to Casadega, Florida, and that's where I caught those, all those weird Ewok, fake creatures, man. But I went to Casadega. I went inside the Haunted uh, Museum. And I had, this is three hours away, three months later and i had the same voice i'm looking through this haunted mirror right and it said and it called me his little kitten my kitten it was the same voice dude how can that how can that happen you know that's that's some pretty pretty creepy
1: paraphrasing being called somebody's little kitten that's just (laughs) that's like a whole other other level of creepy
0: my kitten my kitten like that and i was just like holy shit, that's the same voice and i checked is it say, I'll send this to you after you it's crazy, man. And I was like, dude, how the hell can that happen? <laughs> like it's one of the things that drive me to uh paranormal investigate is this stuff like that, dude.
1: See, this is kind of a hard question, but um I guess it's one of those ones that nobody really necessarily knows the answer to. Um but what's kind of like your viewpoint and like understanding of like the paranormal? Like do you more so kind of see them as like People who have passed, you see them as like dark entities that might kind of just exist within the same area as us. Uh like like kinda how how do how, how how do you view the paranormal? What's kind of like your mindset as far as like what you believe these things are?
0: You know, um you know, I, I wanna say that there's no expert investigator. There's no um as far as like um paranormal dude like i i believe that there's i'm a total believer in spirits and um i think that there's so much stuff out there that we don't know that either what are they realms or they can pop out of these portals here and there and there's so much stuff that we don't know you know that um we're trying to find that we're trying to find out as investigators you know and I think there's really a, a lot, you know. I think there's really a lot of stuff going on with like a, like a lot of sacred places, like woods and stuff. And there's just, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that, um, I, I, that we, we try to find out. I don't, I don't think, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of stuff after what I've seen and, the stuff that I've caught, man, it's, it makes me question a lot about the paranormal. But I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in, in all that, you know. Uh, I think there's dark entities. I think there's nasty spirits that are past, that are pissed off, that they're past. And I uh, just want to be a total grump. They don't want you in their space. You know, Uh One of my biggest questions with the paranormal is the children too. Like why I was always grown. I was always, when I grew up, I was always raised that when children are at a certain age, they can, you know, I guess, you know, go to heaven or whatever. But I, you know, I've, uh, the, the content that I caught, I've had a lot of kids asking, you know, for their mom or, hello, or they need help, or, and I'm like, why is this little kid still here, you know? Is it a little kid, or, like, what is going on, like?
1: This is something I've debated a lot on the show, is the whole concept of, like, little kids in the paranormal, because there's definitely two sides of it. There's the one side that most people want to kind of assume that some evil, dark creature is going to take the form of a child in order to scare people more, because it kind of has that innocence effect, or even to kind of draw them in more, depending on how you kind of want to view it. And then the other side of it is the whole aspect of instant death for children, such as like some some of these like uh, tuberculosis hospitals, different things like that, that, you know, there's a kid that didn't have their parents. They didn't really know where to go. And that could partly be why they're still remaining in this area is because they were lost and scared. They didn't want to go towards the light. They essentially didn't have anybody to direct them because they didn't really have any idea of what you'd be dealing with on that side to begin with. So it's like on two sides of it, there's like the innocent side of it, that it could just simply be a kid that just wants to try to interact with somebody. And those are some of the experiences that people will talk about where they'll have like the ball rolling back and forth, or it'll stop, feel like the kid's holding their hand, which with no context or understanding, of course, that sounds horrifying and scary, but if you're looking at it from the fact that it's just like a lost child, then it doesn't sound scary at all. They're just trying to communicate the best way they can from the other side. But then, again, there's the whole dark spirits trying to take the shape and the form of these kids, of kids, yep. and then that's where it's like you don't know necessarily which way to play it because the same experience could happen with a dark entity and with an honest child, but it depends on, I guess, where you kind of end up leading towards toward the end. And you also don't want to let your guard down too much because you don't know which side it's going to be on.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I've, I've seen there, you know, I've seen this one time, uh, I was in the King Cromartie house in Fort Lauderdale and I was in, in this child's room and I had, I had my camera out and, they opened the door, this is with uh, with Gina and them, and they opened the door, and dude, I seen the most amazing thing, bro, this orb was, like, this big, and it was gray, grayish, pinkish, and I saw that thing, man, I swear to God, I seen it come from that closet they opened, all the way to, we had this, uh, Music box, you ever see one in a music box that it, it, it can go over and trigger and then the music will play? Yeah. I seen that thing go all the way from that, open the door, come float right past my knee. Dude, it was, I was just like, wow, look at that. And it went right, right over to the music box, dude, and it just poof, it disappeared, but then it was starting to play. And I was like, oh man, that, yeah, I got the chills now. <laughs> and, uh, it there's i got to tell you this other thing about a child i was in um the gold coast the gold coast uh train museum and it's a place uh, right outside of miami and um i was in this cart when it was the medical cart right and um i had made communication I, we, we, I was getting a, a hit on a mail meter. It was like so really high. It was like 50, 60. And as soon as I started getting them hits on a mail, I pulled out my spirit box. And uh, I got a, he told me his name was Neil. And uh, I had, do you ever see the motion balls, the
1: cat balls? Yeah, the ones that light up when something's close to them.
0: Yep. Dude, I put this ball right inside this little crevice where I was getting the readings at. And it kept playing with it. And I was sitting here looking at the mail. I, I was seeing the spikes and I was seeing the, uh, I knew it was sitting there, whatever it was sitting there, it was making a ball go off. So this was a public day and people, a lot of people could come see the trains. So I seen a group of people coming on the train and I leaned forward, let them walk, they walk past me. And I, I, I just leaned back, dude. And my ball was gone. It was gone, and and I was look. I was looking right there where they walked past. Nobody reached in and grabbed it. Man, that shit was gone. Like what? What took that? What took it? Where'd it go? Like uh, that really like that really fucked me up. Dude.
1: Was it one of the ones that makes noise when it moves, or is it one that just lights up?
0: It's a uh, just a regular cat ball. Just it's a motion sensor, you know. Spirits can, uh, you know, you push the button and then you can show the spirits and you put it down. Uh, the spirits can go over and manipulate the lights and they make the lights just blink like that. It doesn't make any sound, but whatever it was, it was, it took it. It was gone, dude.
1: Need some form of entertainment. It's like practice. Like I've often kind of like wondered if that's the whole thing with the paranormal too, is they, it's almost like a muscle that they have to kind of work it out, kind of figure out how to use it exactly. So it's almost like, you know, using the force, it takes practice, you know, to be able to move yeah. the object. You got to be yeah. able to concentrate on it long enough. So whatever ghost is on the other side, man, they're like, all right, this is a perfect training item for me. I got to try to find a place to hide this on the train.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was, I'm like, man, that's, where the hell did that go? You know, it's just, that was a good, that was a really crazy experience for me.
1: And then, uh, just out of curiosity too, um, have you ever had any experiences, uh, with like shadow people? Um, that's something I always end up trying to dig into and bring up on the show because I find it absolutely fascinating and I love hearing people's takes on what they could be, where they think they come from. But yeah, if you have any experiences with shadow people, I'd absolutely love to hear them.
0: Sure. Um, I got a lot of really, after the show, I'll, I'll send you all my shadow, figure catches um that park in tamarack uh i got a lot of shadow figures from there um i haven't really like uh run like have a story about the shadow i i have i have one there was this uh bar in delray beach um this particular bar all the furniture inside of it was moved from England, where Jack the Ripper uh, used to go and follow a lot of his victims from. That's the story about this bar and um, so the bar was actually really very haunted. Um, we have uh, I was there with, with the group that I would used to be in Haunted South Florida and uh, the lights had gone off right by the kitchen. And, uh, like you real literally had to, it was one of them switch. You had to pull it all the way down, you know, and it literally, you know, was over there by the kitchen, dude, and the lights. So I, I went over there and I was taking a bunch of pictures, man. And I actually went inside the kitchen, but there was just like this feeling that I had. Like, dude, I know, like, I know it's like right there and i couldn't say it i could but i could feel it dude and uh like it was a uh, i actually got i actually got a little scared man i it was just, it was like uh right, i i felt it man it was just like right there and i later reviewed my evidence man and there was something standing right there i sent it to you after i was done and uh you know that's that's pretty much about this i have a lot of shadow figure catches but that's the the story. That's the only really story I have as, as far as uh um foreshadow figures. Now, and the, the same night, I have another picture. It looks like two people sitting at one of the tables. I have uh, I took a picture and two shadow figures sitting at a table. Dude, pretty pretty cool shit.
1: Just out of uh, do you more so think that like the shadow people are just like some other extension of like a ghost or like a spirit? Um are you kind of like in the party where you more so see shadow people as possibly being like another race of entities like a like a specific thing that has certain character traits that stand apart and are a bit different than like the typical like spirit or ghost
0: Oh man you know I honestly think uh I don't have the best answer for it what 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 I think is at that particular time it might be a spirit Manifesting and where where you see it or whatever and uh it it just had a, maybe had enough energy at that one time or i I wouldn't say it's just all shadow people or dark things or whatever i to me I think it's just that uh, just a spirit that maybe had a it was just casting a shadow man uh was getting ready to manifest or something that's that's what I think.
1: See, I'm kind of always been in the party of, I guess, like a couple different theories as far as shadow people go. Um, But one of them kind of pertaining to a lot of the paranormal is that there's, like, multiple layers to the reality that we live in. And that, like, the spirit realm is more like an in-between realm. And that's where you have, like, the disembodied, like, human souls. And then there's, like, another realm that lays over that that's uh, where these, like, I don't want to necessarily say dark... I'm calling them shadow people, but not necessarily always inheritedly evil because there are a handful of people that don't necessarily have like bad experiences, but rather they're like another layer of reality too. And then it's almost like there's this continuous stack of like different forms of reality that are all just sitting on top of each other. And at certain times, you get glimpses into certain particular ones. Um, but like shadow people, I've always kind of differentiated them away from the typical like ghost or spirit. Um, I've kind of noticed, at least from my research, is they seem to be a lot more like physical with people more often than not. Um, But of course it could be a multifaceted phenomenon where, you know, there are some paranormal and paranormal aspects to them, where maybe there is like, you were kind of explaining like a, like a ghost that was, wasn't fully able to form itself where people would see it and think it's a shadow person, but that might not necessarily be like a quote shadow person. And then there's the other side of them where it's, like, you know, people have sleep paralysis. They'll have these uh, experiences where they'll just, like, pop up in their room in the middle of the night. And there are these, like, shadows in the dark that are, like, darker than dark. And they just seem like they're – they're obviously not, like, physical. They're something paranormal. But they seem to be a little bit more physical than the typical ghost in the yeah. aspect of, like, them being more prone to actually, like, physically grab or touch somebody. Or they, they just seem like there's, there's something more to them. Like, they're almost like a – I don't want to say ghosts on steroids, but they just seem like they're, they're, they're more (laughs) than like the typical spirit or ghost would be. And because of that, I don't necessarily think that like shadow people are like disembodied people, but rather a whole other entity being that isn't, that isn't like a ghost other than maybe again, just people misconfusing them sometimes when they are a half manifested ghost and thinking it's a shadow person, but it's not like that physical, perfectly defined silhouette, dark shadow person.
0: You know that that's very well said, man. That's a good, good at dude. That's a good aspect of that, man. Um, you know, I I I've seen a lot of orbs. Then you got the orbs too. You know,
1: um, that's one of those weird ones that trails across. I, like I talk about this so much on the show, it's not even funny. That you see that with UFOs, you see it with aliens, you see it with the paranormal, You see it with cryptids, you see it with Sasquatch. Like orbs are one of those things that are just like universal across. Friends' areas of research,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I got some phenomenal orb catches, bro. Phenomenal, and uh, you know, everybody has it's like the great orb debate, dude. Everybody has their own takes on the orbs. Um, I was recently with a very veteran, seasoned investigator, and he actually believes if you can't see the orb with your eyes and you can only see with a camera it's not paranormal i don't yeah that's what i'm saying like i I, the catches that i have like i am i'm not like patting myself on the back i have some really good catches and they have i have like faces coming off the end of these faces coming off the trails of it faces in the front and uh recently dude um i i've finally seen an orb with my own eyes and i never did before and all the other orb catches i've had were through a camera but uh real quick um i've had some problems here in this house and uh
1: with orbs in the house
0: yeah it's like a I hate I hate even talking about it right now because I feel like I'm listening <laughs>
1: but I don't care. Yeah, you're gonna um, manifest them. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. I don't I don't care. I kinda I I stood my ground here. I've saged this house like
1: five times.
0: I've had people help me with the sage. I made the mistake, uh of my daughter wanted to play with my equipment and stuff. I took her out to the woods right here. And I was in my bed in the other room and uh Man, I have never, dude, I was laying on my bed and I had, I felt this vibration and this, it was like right by my ear, dude. And I felt it and I heard it. And I was just like, wow, what the, what the fuck is that? You know? Um, And dude, that that really, that fucking scared me, man. And listen, I love doing this, but I don't like it when I got to live
1: with it. Yeah, especially yeah. not in, in your house. It's one of those things where it's like, do you give them power by being scared? So it's like best to not acknowledge them in your house? Or like by trying to prevent them by like staging your house, are you almost like giving them attention sometimes and almost like making them so that they have more power over you? It's, a, it's such like a weird catch-22 when it comes to like your own home base and location.
0: Yeah, and so the other night, I just got this brand new portal and my... And I did it again. You know, they, they say you don't shit where you eat. But I was messing with my poor, my girlfriend and my daughter wanted to mess with it. And I made communication in the house with a child and uh, a couple dudes or whatever. And the other night, man, I opened my balcony to go out and smoke. And uh, I the first time I ever seen an orb it shot right past my knees in the house and was shot right back into the back room here. And I never – and I was like, whoa. And it wasn't at at the corner of my eye. Like I seen – like I I seen that shit fly right past my knees, dude. And I was like, damn, you know, like so.
1: What color was
0: it? It was white. White? It was whitest grayish. And it was fast. It moved fast. And it was like, boom, and I saw it. And I was like, God damn all right, you're just going to go in the back room there. I was like, oh, whatever. So I just ignored it, but I seen that shit, dude. And uh, that's the first time I actually seen an orb without a camera or a flash.
1: Dude, orbs are one of those weird things where, again, like I said, it's multifaceted that it goes across different forms of communities, but it almost seems sometimes like there's almost like specific colors depending on who's experiencing them. Like, I've noticed yeah. a lot for the Sasquatch stuff, it's usually blue orbs that people will see. And when it comes to the UFO stuff, people will typically see, like, red, or they'll see, like, green orbs. And when it comes to the paranormal, people will see sometimes blue. It's like usually, like, a lighter blue. And then they'll also see grays. So it's like, there's multiple ideas and different theories I have as far as these, uh, these orbs go. Yeah. But, like, one theory that I've thrown a few times is that I kind of entertain the possibility that, one, uh, maybe... All of these different things that we're seeing and experiencing could all theoretically be one type of being, but rather that they choose what they want to look like depending on what they're trying to do. So like if you come across one in the woods and it wants to scare you away from the woods, it's gonna look like a like a Sasquatch, for example. You're in a house and they want to scare you away from their area, then they're gonna come off as, you know, like a like a disembodied like ghost girl or something, for example. And I mean, that could that could be because theoretically, maybe they are some type of ele- elemental spirit that feels a need to protect that specific area or that specific land. Or on the other side of it, you know, it could almost be almost like a like a spectator mode that these things kind of just go wherever they want and whenever they feel like actually physically like looking like something or becoming something, they might alter people's perception of reality and actually like look physically like something. And then on the other side of it, which is something that I've been kind of digging into a little bit more recently with some Sasquatch researchers, uh, the guys that get into more of like the paranormal quantum side of Sasquatch, and they kind of think that like when Sasquatch would, you know, go in between different realities, that he'd have to like condense himself into this other form. So, I mean, if people are kind of talking about that in the Sasquatch community, that could kind of go across to all communities too, where everybody kind of talks about this idea about parallel realities, other realms existing, be it through a portal, like whatever. So, I mean, maybe these orbs, the reason why they're associated with everything is because there are multiple realities, again, that are all kind of happening on top of each other, but depending on what reality it's coming from would depend on like how it looks, you know? So if it's coming from this specific reality, then maybe it has this kind of color and hue to it. If it's coming from this reality, then it has this color and hue to it. Like there's so many different fascinating avenues you can go down as far as these orbs go, but there's definitely something to it. And I think that if everybody keeps digging at it long enough and actually starts connecting notes between communities, that we're actually going to start getting somewhere with it. Because everybody kind of claims it, but it's like, until we actually start saying, all right, this is what I've researched. This is what I've researched. This is what I've researched. And you got the paranormal, the UFO guys, and the cryptic guys all putting it together. That's the only way we're ever going to come to like an honest understanding of what these orbs could theoretically be, you know?
0: I know. I was always wondering, that was very well said, dude. I was always wondering how, like this, like you just said it, like this, the studies, I, I did go to a seminar before, About the uh, orbs. And this lady was telling us uh, the different trails, the different colors of the orb is how long the spirit has been passed over. That was her belief in this. And, you know, um, I've seen, uh, you know, I've I've seen some really pink, red, or I see big ones fluttering inside. I've seen man, I got, I got a little, a lot of good, good, good word catches, man. Um,
1: I mean, they could be something fe- about- on another side of it too, that you hear about a lot of fairy lore as far as Europe goes and stuff, but you hear a lot about a lot of lights and orbs as far as America goes. I mean, they could be our variation of fairies altogether. That That's another theory that a lot of people have thrown out. I mean, some people even yeah. call them fairy lights. So, I mean, that's already been somebody else's method of thinking at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I- I was always I was always like uh, well how do we know how you know um that uh i I've heard that too about what you're saying about what the the sasquatches too man about the uh lights there will be like lights and stuff before they whatever i i I believe uh sasquatches can cloak man i I believe uh they can they can pour eat, eat, I'm not an expert into this field or nothing, but you know, from what I've seen and stuff, I, I I believe they can shift, man, at a different layers or whatever. And you know, I, I I think that I've heard people talking about like what you said, and either they'll see lights before it or whatever. And you know, you know, it's just it's just amazing amazing stuff, dude. I I wish I knew more about this, that kind of stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, word person.
1: I mean, even just kind of going into the Sasquatch stuff too, a lot of people, it's like a back and forth as far as like some people are the flesh and blood. Some people are the interdimensional kind of view on Sasquatch. But I mean, theoretically people want to look at it as like woo woo possibly to be able to, um, you know, I guess you would say almost like astroproject yourself. But I mean, like you have work with humans doing that kind of stuff. So who's to say that, you know, when you astroproject or other beings astroproject, that they might not look and appear as like these orbs. Like a lot of the stuff that we're looking at as woo-woo could potentially be things that at one point humans were capable of, but due to all of our technology, all of our advancements, we kind of steered away from the spiritual slash interdimensional side of things and moved more into like the technological side of things. So it's like, there's not necessarily a need for a human to transport between realities, like spiritually, if you're developing ways to transfer yourself between realities digitally, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're going to start losing that inherited ability to possibly trans transverse dimensions when you're working on creating your own dimensions of reality. Like it makes that natural ability potentially obsolete. So it's like we come at stuff a lot from like the human perspective, but that doesn't necessarily mean that things function that way for everything else in nature, because they're not working on the same background and years and years of technological advancements that we are. And I mean, some of that could be potentially by choice, you know, like especially with the Sasquatch stuff. I mean, they could theoretically be just as intelligent as we are, but it's just that they didn't want to continue progressing down the path that we did. So they choose to side tier and keep down their natural, more spiritual path. Because I mean, who knows what yeah. humans could potentially be capable of if we didn't put all of our thought, time, and investments into specifically technology and destroyed the spiritual side of stuff in order to have that proven science, scientific, technological side of things.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I I also think uh, to me, like I I, I got I got this other picture too. I'll send you too. Portals, man. I got this one picture. All these orbs coming out of this one particular spot, and I think like I made it, caught like an actual portal going on or something, man. And uh, I I believe uh, when you got a place and there's like a lot of ley lines coming through, I think uh, I think you're gonna find an extreme amount of uh, paranormal activity in these kind of areas, um, like in Casadega where I caught those little creatures, man. Um, there's like three different ley lines going through there, vortexes and whatever.
1: Um, so I want to dive into portals, of course, but the story that you mentioned too, uh, I know we're talking about it a little bit back and forth through Instagram, uh, but for all the listeners, uh, enlighten them on the story a little bit and give them kind of a little bit of background on what you're just talking about.
0: Oh, okay. Um, okay. So um, Casadega, Florida, Um, it's a town of all mediums and psychics. Okay. And, uh, they have, when I read about, when I read on this place before I went there, I read that there's actual ley lines coming through. Uh, there's vortexes. Um, so I was like, wow, man, I got to get up to this place. So I went with one of the people that, um, Callie, I don't know if you know Callie.
1: Uh, I don't. I, went, I may have met met. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but it's just it's a common name within the paranormal. Ghost well, Barbie. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I think I've yeah, come yeah. across she, her on Facebook. She was running with uh with in the,
0: with the Hornets South Florida. So we went up there, dude, and uh, man, let me tell you, dude, this place. I'm going to be blatantly honest. I think uh, these late this lady. I think there is some kind of like cult thing going on there or something uh the pictures that I have of these some of the people there that lived there I think I sent one to you where the lady's eyes are all glowing and it's got weird ears and shit and uh so I, I i've been into I went into casadega and um I was uh going. Uh, I was, you know, we did the uh, night thing there and the lady, I'll start off with the, the lady got me and Callie. She knew we were paranormal investigators. because hey, man, you guys want to come check out my temple, our temple. So I was like, all right. We walked down the hill and uh, went into the temple. So I went into this thing. I didn't see no, cru- it wasn't a church or anything, dude. And she goes, all right, stay right here. I have to go talk to the spirits and ask them if it's okay for you to come in this back room. I was like, okay. So she goes in the back room, I'm like, oh shit. And uh, she goes, all right, don't grant you, you can come back there, but you can't cross this threshold up the door. If you do, I'm gonna have to get you a priest. So I was like, "Fuck, fuck, man, that's pretty extreme. So I said, all right, well, I went back in there, right? So I'm taking like pictures of the room inside where I couldn't walk into. And dude, I seen this lady's face. There's a picture I have. Um, her face went from like 42 to 130 in the into this mirror, right? And I I was like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Like this lady just got old on me and shit. And uh, I didn't say anything at the time, but I knew I was looking at and when she was talking about the room and I'm like, look, look at this lady's face changing, dude. And, um, I caught so much shit in that room. These little things were eyes glowing and shit. And, uh, so that was day night one. Okay. And, um, so we, I went back the next day and we're walking through town and I went into this place called the fairy garden and I didn't know it at the time. Um, I did a couple ebps EVPs, and I could hear this really high pitched, um, let's just say like chipmunks on cocaine, or it was like de- like really fast humming, really fast. And I heard, and I can, I, I can kind of hear it too. And I didn't know if it was bird, a hummingbird or something. But when I was taking these pictures, I didn't know it at the time. But I went back and reviewed it, dude. I caught, I caught this thing, and I. It wasn't there. It was like this pink hovel. And I caught this little cryptic creature with two glowing eyes standing on top of it, like looking directly at me. And below it, there was this thing It was like flying off a rock. And I think it's something called... Do you know what a, a Kodama is? It sounds really familiar. A, a Japanese tree spirit or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I think that's what it might have been. And if you look up in the picture, they're jumping back from tree to tree. There's like 50 of them, dude, like flying back from tree to tree. And I was like, holy shit, look at this stuff. And then I'm like looking at all the pictures I took. Um, I got this one picture of this like troll, dude, and it's got a deer's head on its lap. It's sitting on a, a bench. All depressed looking. It's got like a freaking little goatee and shit. (laughs) And it's had a deer's head in its lap. And up in the corner, there's a stink coming out. And it's like on all fours. And it's got this big, long cone face. And it's looking at that creature. And I was like, fuck, look at this shit. And I'm like trying to show people like what I caught. And I had no idea what this stuff is. And I have things. They look like little fairies coming off flowers, and like they, they had like boobs and fucking um, man. I, there, I don't. I didn't know what this stuff was at first, and I got this other one. This little gnarly. It looks like a miniature Ewok, and it's like has its hands on a rock, and below it there's this half human, half elf fucking looking thing, and. Like, uh, like a flower, but it wasn't. And I, and I had, uh, man, and I had, there was a bench over on the side of the fairy garden and these little creatures, I had four creatures and they had these long antennas with a circle on top and they're like chilling on this fucking bench, dude. Like, man, I I couldn't, I couldn't believe. And it was very hard for me to show this to people. Um, to like try to say, hey, look, they're like, wow, what the hell is this shit? And um, I don't know if people knew what to say, but I think at that certain time when I was taking these pictures through this ley line, and right there at the fairy garden, did you ever see one of those um gardens where it's a labyrinth and you can walk around it? And it's where people die and they put like little remembrance of people. Yeah. And I don't know what they're called, but they had one of them real big labyrinths in there. And uh, that's right where I caught all these things. And man, I, so ever since then, like I started looking into trees and stuff and I started noticing where I was going to a lot of these haunted places in the trees. I was catching a lot of these kodama things and i don't even know if they're really kodama's but uh they're like white orb spirits or these white these you can see through them they're like transparent and they got these eyes and this little mouth and man it's really fucking weird shit and i i think i like really i couldn't see it with my eyes but through my to my pictures i caught this stuff and it's really really incredible dude and I wish, I wish I could do more with it. I wish I could you know, show the right person and uh, like go back there because they're they're there, dude. And whatever I, you know, they, it was just a really amazing stuff, man. And uh, it was hard for me to to show to people what this stuff was and explain to them what I caught, you know. Uh, I don't know what they're called. Then I later found out maybe they're fae creatures or... That
1: was you know. the impression that I got in the first place when you sent it to me. And especially with you kind of describing the story a little bit more. Um, when you were saying that in that area, you saw the woman who in the mirror, she looked older than she actually was. Like, of course, with like ley lines, you're going to have these areas where there's high traffic as far as like weird phenomenon happening. And again, that could be the calling of why all of this stuff Is in that place. And I get into this whole idea all the time of like how easily human perception can be changed and altered. So, I mean, when you dig into like the Sasquatch stuff and they randomly disappear. Could be again an ability that they're standing right in front of you, but they're changing your perception so that you can actually see them standing in front of you. Same goes with like a lot of this like witchy stuff where you hear witches that will, uh, you know, look old and aged in the mirror, but when you physically look at them, they look young. And it might again be that not necessarily that they're using some type of like potion or like spell or something that makes them look young, but rather they know how to alter another person's perception to not see what they don't want them to see. So yeah, the same yeah. could also be said for the Fae that within this area, because it's a high traffic area for these things, maybe there's like shockwaves that are kind of coming off or sometimes you can catch little glimpses of it and stuff. But for the most part, like I think the the Fae inherently has this ability and it may not necessarily be that all of them are necessarily in another reality or in the Fae world, so to speak, but rather that they change a human's perception so that they don't see them yeah. physically in front of them. They're there they're 100% there. It's same as like the Skinwalkers, for example. Like Skinwalker, I don't necessarily think, is changing its physical form into another animal, but rather that they're wearing the fur of an animal and then changing your perception so that you think that you're seeing that animal in front of you. So, I mean, you get into the occult stuff and they talk about changing people's perception. Like I think there's something really, really heavy to this whole idea that a lot of these things aren't necessarily as they appear, but yeah. a lot of different beings, even humans had this ability. I don't even necessarily want to say an ability, but the knowledge to know how to change another human's perception into seeing what they want you to see. I mean, even going into the reptilian to get the same thing, I don't think they're even physically transforming into like a human, but rather that again, they're changing the people's perception in front of them so that they see what they want them to see.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, that was very well said, dude. Um, a
1: little bit of a side tangent (laughs) kind of, kind of ranted there for a minute.
0: (laughs) this uh place man it was just you know um that's not all i have this late every house that was there too had a different color door dude it was pink or yellow or and and i got to the center of this casadega, and this was like the big house in the middle and he had all pink doors pink garage doors pink uh front door pink back door all his doors were pink and it had this weird emblem on it and i'm looking in the yard and it was like upside down unicorns and shit and i look on his roof dude this dude had legit sick like six vultures were on top of his roof like where do you see vultures like that and they were chilling on top of his roof i was like wow look at this shit so i i was coming around the corner right after the ferry garden, and I seen that lady drive right past me, right? I And I'm telling you, dude, I looked right in her face, and I walked up the hill, maybe uh, a football field, dude, up the hill, and she's sitting on a fucking bench. Now, I just seen this lady drive right past me, like going down the hill, and I walk up the hill, like like 100 yards. She's sitting on a bench, and she's just smiling, like, and I'm like, yo, man. I said, I just, I said, well, you got a twin sister or something. And she's just like, I said, I just seen you drive past me, man. And she's like, Have you seen our cemetery? Like, totally threw me. Th- disregarded what I just said. She's, I think you should go to our cemetery. And her, like, her husband walks out. And I was just like, dude, it was just such an awkward moment. And um
1: That still gives me the impression of like the whole Fey concept that there's like time dilations <laughs> within the Fey, man, that maybe there's like certain pockets where you maybe will go through like a quote like portal into the Fey world. So I mean maybe you did see the same woman, but her time perception of that time period was a lot different than yours because she may have she may have an understanding of where these areas are and you know, she could have drove down the dude. street, went into the Fae world, did something in the Fae world, especially if she has a knowledge of this stuff and then came back and was somewhere else. And to her, you know, it could have been a couple hour period, but to you, it may have been a two minute period.
0: Man. And, and, and it was just like the, the whole, she totally disregarded what I said. Like, and, and it kind of like bothered me a little bit, dude. I'm like
1: walking. She's like, trying to lure you. Fuck,
0: <laughs> dude, this place is bizarre, dude. And, uh, you know, and then Casadega has a, uh, Hornet museum. And let me tell you, man, I, I got some of my best evidence in that fucking, that, excuse my language, the, uh, the, the museum dude was just blew me away, bro. I had, uh, uh, these dolls, this little dolls, Hornet dolls, communicating to me through my spirit box, and um, they were present, presenting themselves as a little girl, I said, hi, Katie, I said her name, and she goes, hi, and she goes, it said Katie on her uh, on her name tag or whatever, on these dolls, and she went, hi, and I said, how are you, and she went, I'm, I'm sad or I'm mad, and I said, oh, okay. And she went, your soul is leaving. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> she told me my soul was getting ready to leave, dude. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And so I start. I walked into like to the next room. And I come to these other haunted dolls. And uh the doll, I bent over, I was looking at it and said, grab me, but it was it was mimicking my voice through my spirit box it was my same voice dude and i was like what what and i was like shit It went shit it was like totally copying my voice dude and dude i i was taking pictures of it and i got this little thing between the dog it was like a vessel it came out of its vessel or something and um a little spirit man it was like this big and it had like uh, I seen it, it was like a little thing, dude. And this thing was talking to me with my own voice, dude. And dude, that fuck that really blew me away. You uh, know, that's a, a, and then they had to, that hornet me. That's where I I heard the voice of that guy that told said to chase him three hours away. Three months later, in that mirror, I was looking in call me his little kitten man that, that museum was is wicked haunted and dude right outside just i took a picture when i'm when i'm leaving and i got this picture of these trees in the woods bro and these trees there's two things in this tree and they both had glowing eyes i'll have to send this thing to you man it's it's gnarly and um I'm walking away. I'm like backpedaling, making a video like, hey, do you a museum? And there was this guy sitting there. And the dude didn't turn his head, but it was looking that way. And something turned and looked at me. Came out of his head. It was like, it looked at me like that, but his head was still turning that way. Dude, it was us. I have the video, man.
1: Dude, yeah, was, you'll wow. have to send that to me. That goes, again, even more into that, like, uh, perception Altering that I was talking about. Yeah, man. It makes and you it was, wonder if you have an ability like- to do this type of stuff. I mean, I'm sure anybody that has the ability to do that type of stuff or has an understanding of knowing how to do it would just do simple, subtle things just to mess with people to get a reaction out of them. Like, you don't want to go over the top and do some crazy thing, but, like, even just, like, trailing, for example, that maybe you'll, like, wave at somebody and make it so you're, you have another hand that trails behind your other hand, but it's, like, a quick two-second thing so that somebody will see it, and you'll kind of mess with them in their own mind, but they won't actually, like, make sense of what they see, and they'll just try to rationalize it and not put a second thought into it. Like, why not? Like, if you, if you know how to do it, you might as well, like, have a little bit of fun with it, I guess, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I was thinking, and... In, in, I was thinking, like, I'm totally wrong. I was thinking they, they could be a cult or something. That was just what's going through my head.
1: Because Definitely had, possible too, because, I mean, that would be why everybody in the town would have an understanding of it, is some form of a cult.
0: <laughs> the people that were chauffeuring me around, and so they all had glowing eyes, dude. They all had glowing eyes, and it was just like... And when I took pictures of them, I'm going to send this stuff to you after I get off the man. it's
1: it was actually a fae town and that all the people you were seeing were actually the Fays in their <laughs> earthly presence <laughs> it, form.
0: <laughs> there, there is definitely something going on in Casadega, bro. I'm
1: going to have One to look other, into that place a bit. You got me interested, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, that was my whole experience at Casadega. Yeah, pretty much. After the museum, I had enough. And that lady, uh, after I just seen her drive past me and she's sitting on the bench, like I was like, right, I'm leaving, dude. Um I had another night to stay and I just I bailed dude. I, I had enough.
1: So well, if if I ever come that way man, you'll have to meet up with me there and show me around this place cuz it sure. sounds like it'd be one of the top places on my list if I come to that area. <laughs> yeah,
0: bro. It's uh it's definitely it's definitely wild, man. <laughs>
1: So uh, I guess kind of starting to wrap up towards the end. And of course, I'd love to have you back on as you do more investigations and sure, stuff. Man. Just let me know. And we can we can set something up. But uh, I always like to leave with words of wisdom. So if there's any words of wisdom that you might want to bestow on the listeners today, what might it be?
0: Um, This is to the skeptics out there. And my girlfriend's one of them. She's the biggest skeptic in the world. Dude, like, if Bigfoot was to come out and, and kidnap me, take me to woods, she totally would think it was my friends like she wouldn't it
1: was a bear it was a bear
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh to all the skeptics man uh you know um ghosts are real there's there's a um the paranormal uh, there's a lot there's a lot that we don't know that we're trying to find out as you all the skeptics keep an open mind i always say have an open mind um don't be so, you know. Don't be so quick to shoo it away. Have an open mind, man. That's that's my words of wisdom.
1: Perception of reality changes over time. Like, I mean, look at how people used to view the world a couple hundred years ago versus now, like things change through time and things may not be provable in that specific time period, but later on they may become provable. So just because something's more on the spiritual side now and we don't have an understanding of how to physically prove it, doesn't mean that if we don't just keep furthering the research that maybe in another 20, 30, 40, maybe even a hundred years, that there might not be some solid evidence way to be able to prove the existence of this stuff. But for the time being, I, I, you have to acknowledge it and try to gather as much information as you can on it so that we can get to that point where we actually do have a solid physical understanding of this stuff.
0: I, I like what you say, man. You're very intelligent, man. I, I like your whole perception of this stuff, dude. We're, we're, I'd like to have a lot more conversations with you later, man.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. We'll definitely set it up and we can always bounce back and forth on messages too. Sure. And uh, again, I appreciate the compliment. And I appreciate you making the time to come on today and everything. And uh for uh, anybody um, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And and for anybody that may want to come and check out your work, uh, want to come and check out all the videos that you've mentioned, or even follow you, possibly share some uh paranormal stories with you, any of that. Uh, where can people come and find you on the internet and how can they get a hold of you, man?
0: Um, I go by El Hontino, E. L. Hontino on uh on Instagram, um, Arnold Dixon on Facebook, uh All my stuff is basically, I operate off of Instagram mostly. So you can find me on Instagram, El Hontino.
1: Absolutely. And of course, for all the listeners out there, I will include all your links down in the show description so everybody can find it quick and easy. And I'm really looking forward to next time you come on the show, man. I love hearing about these paranormal events that you've been uh, experiencing, especially that Fade Town, man. If you go back there ever again, even just passing through, you'll have to keep me updated, man, because I'm absolutely fascinated by that place and I want to definitely check it out myself.
0: Will do, man. Thanks a lot, bro.
1: If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And if you guys leave a five-star review, of course, I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. Uh, You guys can also share this episode through word of mouth with a friend if you think somebody else would greatly enjoy the episode, or you guys can always go to the YouTube, TikTok, share clips of the show, make it so that people will get interested off of a short little snippet of the show. Uh, but yeah, 2024, let's keep pushing up the show. Let's make it so more people are able to see the show. Let's help about the algorithm. Anything you guys are able to do on your guys' side, I greatly, greatly appreciate And uh, if you guys aren't able to do any of that, like I said, at least put the show on auto-download, make it so I get a listen for each episode. And that will greatly help out the show as far as the algorithm goes. And if anybody has an encounter to report, don't forget to report those to OMMEncounterReports at Outlook.com. I absolutely want to hear everything about your guys' encounters, possibly even have you on -on one-on-one episodes that I can talk to you guys. I want to include you you guys, the listeners, more into the show here and there. um, Even if I do specific just listener encounter episodes, but we'll figure that out. Just don't forget to report those encounters to me. And uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can get a hold of me through inquiries our podcast or you guys go to the link tree, fill this submission form specifically for that, or the report and encounter. Or you guys can always, of course, get a hold of me on social media. Instagram and Facebook are the ones I'm the most active on, but anywhere you find open minds media, inquiries of our reality, bizarre encounters, any of those, it's me. So you guys can uh, get a hold of me, get up through that. Everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.